The year was 1979, and the combos were crumbling. Oh, it should have been simple. Pretzel, cheese, automation. And yet the folks at Mars were at a loss. The process, it seemed, was broken. Enter Ed Lewis, Auburn man. The year was 2015, and the goal was staggering. One billion dollars, one-fifth of which would need to come from the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. It was insanity. It was madness. And for Auburn man Ed Lewis, it was no sweat. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Another day, another dollar, another episode of Hashtag Getting, the greatest podcast in all of higher education. Everyone knows it. Everyone believes it. Am I right, Austin? That's a fact. I am Jeremy Henderson. With the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering's Communications and Marketing Office, a communication specialist, they call me. Austin here. We call you a lot of things, Jeremy. Call me a lot of things. Uh, Austin, the assistant director of aforementioned office, joined, uh, as always, by producer, director extraordinaire, Muay Thai up-and-comer, Marcus Klutz. And today, we are joined by a living legend, from what I gather in my six months I'll or vouch, so here, I'll vouch you'll vouch for, for it. Yep. Ed Lewis, senior advisor to the dean of the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Ed, thanks so much for joining us, for being here. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. True. Or <laughs> that, he sounded so enthusiastic. <laughs> <over there. laughs> it's great to be here today. First things first. True or false? The classic snack food combos would not exist without you. Oh, they would exist. They just wouldn't be good. <laughs> what is this combo story I've heard about? Tell I got it because you worked with Mars. You you graduated from Auburn in 1972 in yes. industrial right engineering. You went to work for Mars at some point, not the planet, the company. <laughs> the well, planet. I went to work for Textron out of out of Auburn, out of and Auburn. then went to work for Georgia Tech, GTRI, and one of the companies I worked for was Mars Incorporated. Okay, okay. And so, I was introduced to them uh, at uh, their plant in Albany, Georgia, and working for Georgia Tech, but they had issues with manufacturing combos. And they said, how would you make this? And I said, I don't have a clue. <laughs> had you had combos at that point? Did you know what I, they were? I had eaten them, yes, but well, so what they was were very with? limited production. Uh, anytime you produce uh, volume, uh, a volume of product and, and you're wanting to sell tens of millions of dollars of product, you have to produce it very efficiently and very high quality. And the line that was installed by Mars at that point uh, failed uh, after a few days and, and after a few weeks. And, um, and we had to uh, look at new processes to improve the productivity of the product so what was the when, when we say failing what was like the main issue was it like getting the cheese and stuff inside or like <laughs> what, what was the deal was it rolling it what was well, it well it's a complicated process actually and oh, it's okay. proprietary but but essentially combos is a pretzel shell on the outside with cheese stuffed in it sure 
Sure. Okay. And it's a, a bit more complicated than that, uh, producing it. But uh, but in the end, it was lots of fun, and we brought in some experts from Georgia Tech, and, and uh, we were able to continue to develop the process uh, at Mars with the engineers that uh, we had on the ground. And, and what year is this? Oh, uh, gee. 79. 79. See, I 83. never knew when I was probably about seven or eight eating these delicious I know. pizza-filled combos that I would one day meet the man who made this happen. I know. I know. I, did, I didn't make it happen. Well, there you, were, you there were lots happen. of fantastic so, engineers at okay. Mars that made it happen. Are you just invented combos? <laughs> no. So what else? No. What else? Did you, well, so when you, do you still eat combos? I love combos. You still eat combos? Don't you? Oh, I love them. Hey, well, and, I don't. One th- and one thing, working, well, you know, I've, I had the pleasure of being able to work pretty close with Ed when he was our senior director of development, uh, advisor with development, and there was never a need to go get M and M's because oh. you knew the man had M and M's. You have a hookup. You have a. I mean, you got like a supply coming in, or you just always have them. No, I, I think that his drawer, his drawer multiplies. <laughs> it's like the tree it's on Sesame a, Street. It's just a great product, and it's the easy way to get people to come into your office. Amen. It worked for me. Amen. Well, Ed, where are you from originally? Uh, South Georgia. Okay. English. So, what led you to come to Auburn as a student? I was accepted at Georgia Tech in Auburn, and uh, went to Georgia Tech on a fall weekend, and and frankly, it was raining and. <laughs> It's not a great weekend in Atlanta, at Georgia Tech, staying in a basement apartment on Peachtree Street. And then two months later, I came to Auburn and Azaleas and Dogwoods and Girls. And yeah, I was about to say, you can't, yeah. you can't compare falls. That's why no. Marcus came to Auburn. He was shot at over in Atlanta. <laughs> Probably pretty near Georgia that is Tech. That's a true story. So, true you know. story. Oh. <laughs> well, so in, in 72, so why did you, what led you to industrial engineering? I mean, were you... But I actually, when up. I first came to Auburn, I, I was enrolled in aerospace. Okay. And I co-opted at uh, NASA Kennedy Space Center. Because that was, so was pre-moon. I was about to say, that that was a high well, period Well, it was just, bare, I was there, I actually worked uh, with Launch Vehicle, Launch Vehicle Operations, uh, who were the guys that did the final countdown and stack up of the vehicle all the way through and then final countdown. Sitting on the top row of the firing room and... Um, a 19 20 year old kid and living the life you were in and, you you were in am i understanding that correctly you were like in the room or you were in somewhere not, with the, not the day of of the, the saturn uh, the 511 launch okay apollo 11 apollo yeah but the night before i was in it really you know because we took shifts we took turns sitting on the uh, on the row at the desk and uh, going through the various steps of turning valves on, valves off, and so forth. Did we know and that? I, news to me. News my to me. My goodness. So where were you when you when you where were you during the launch? Like when you, when you when you saw it? I was actually outside the building, outside the launch control center. So you saw it? Oh yeah, <laughs> you saw it go up somewhere in my vast array of old pictures. I have a photo of Apollo Eleven. That is crazy. That I took from outside awesome that's the wild. OCC launch control so. well you said you were recruited to go to georgia tech you considered georgia tech um but then years later you go back and you, and you work for georgia tech so right. talk about some, what you did there well i worked for gtri and a, a group that did consulting well, GTRI to being... georgia tech research institute okay 
and and they did uh, the the group that I was reporting to actually did consulting engineering to companies throughout the U.S. from GM to Firestone to many companies in the southeast, and uh, did a bit of teaching uh, solar energy of all things, but. Um, uh, went to a couple of universities in Seoul, Korea, in Korea to teach uh, professors solar energy. Well, here so a vast array of different uh, of different responsibilities. Then speaking of different responsibilities, you you've done similar things here. I, right. I call you the fixer. Uh, if we need <laughs> things fixed, we can put Ed Lewis on it. We're going to find a solution to it. Uh, you, you came in and did some work getting the MRI center established. Talk about that. Well, Larry Benefil was the dean then, Dr. Benefil, and he asked me to go to a meeting. And uh, in that meeting, we determined, based on input from some professors at different universities, uh, we determined that uh, uh, we probably ought to pursue building an MRI center uh, because of the need for MRIs and research and MRI and clinical and he asked me the following week if if I would uh, help him with this program because he didn't know how to put it together. And he said, I don't think I have someone on my staff that can do this. So we did the business plan. We did the determination of which equipment we were buying. Actually ended up with a Siemens 7T and 3T. And uh, and built the building, and uh, today we run it as a clinical operation uh, with a local hospital at EAMC, uh, five days a week, eight hours a day. And then the remainder of the time on the 3T, we do research with other universities, uh, including UAB and Emory and, and other universities. And uh, on the 7T, it's, uh, it's research... Uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How does this set us apart, having the MRI Research Center here? Well, there are only about 35 7Ts in the world. Wow. We're one of very few in the U.S. and one of uh, only three in the South. Awesome, so, awesome. And and the truth is, if you're doing research with a MRI today, uh, without a 7T, you're irrelevant. Because of 70, I mean, you can see so much detail of the human body and actually animal bodies because we use it also with uh, with the vet school from time to time. Uh, and also, you, you, I mentioned earlier, you served um, a time with development, really leading us through this last Because This is Auburn campaign, where we raised an astounding $247 million during that campaign. That is absolutely amazing. You, I mean, that's rivaling. Uh, did, were, did we finish more than athletics? Uh, or right around it? I mean, it's pretty close. Around, uh, you know, right. For a university right. like Auburn University right. that is, you know, elite in athletics well we're elite in engineering too for sure uh, and the work that you did of just bringing our alumni together to uh, really reiterate how important alumni support is uh, just talk about your time um, not only working with a phenomenal team of our development team but just being able to meet these awesome people that we've talked about for weeks the john browns the charles gavins we, we had charles and we had walt waltos on here that have made a difference in this college that is going to last for generations and generations to come. Just talk about what that's like uh, to be able to give back to this university and this college that you love in that manner. So I think first everyone wants to be a part of being a winner. Amen. And, and, and it was clear 
uh, with with Dean Chris Roberts that uh, we have a winner as a dean, and we needed to clearly articulate the vision and where he's uh, wanting, intending to take this college. And and I think once you do that, it's easy for people that love Auburn, that love the college, that love engineering. It's easy for them to articulate their passion. And so you, you lay out the vision, lay out the opportunity for, uh, for graduates investing in the college, investing in the, the future of these students. I mean, we have 6,500 students today, 1,000 grad students and 5,500 undergrad. And all these students are going to go on and work or go get a master's or PhD and, and go on and work in life or go in and teach. And, and the alums want to be a part of that. You know, so they clearly have given millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars to help change this college, help change this university, help, uh, help to make it the place that students uh, come when they want to make a difference in the world. And, and that's what we were able to articulate. It's a very easy job if you have a vision and if you can convince people that they should believe in that vision and believe in where we're going with the college. When you first got that vision for the, you know, because this is Auburn campaign and it's like, all right, a billion dollars, we're going for it. I mean, for someone in your position, was that a dawning? Was it? Was there like a double take going on? Excuse me. What? Is that a B? My, I mean, yeah, with a B, we're talking B, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think as as you look at uh, why people get involved in that and why they they want to be a part of a program like that, it, what what alums don't want to be a part of is a low goal, a low program, and low expectations. So we set it high, believing we could do it. Dean Roberts set it at $200 million, believing we could do it. And, uh, and, and once we painted that vision and, and looked at it, okay, we believe we can do this. We, we know the alums that want to be a part of this. We know the programs we have in place. We know what it takes to get us there. And, uh, and it was exciting. And I think we had many uh, unbelievers initially, but as we started bringing money in and, and people would look, you could see the, the awe on faces in meetings where you said, okay, this year we raised $60 million. $60 million to, to, toward the goal of $200 million. And that's even though we go through a quiet phase of a, of a campaign, that year that we raised over $60 million was the year that we kicked the campaign right, off. Right. Uh, I mean, just the most money raised from any unit here in the university's history. Yes. Amazing. And part of that, part of that was the gift from John and Rosemary uh, to construct the new Brown Copel engineering student achievement center. That's going to be coming online here in a few weeks. Right. Um, talk about how exciting that has been from you got to be a part of those early conversations to see in those drawings, you know, you, you and a group of our uh, deans, toward this country to really look at some of the most um, spectacular facilities that are the most comprehensive, multifaceted student support facilities in the country to create what we're creating over there. And that thing's about to open its doors and going to change our students' lives forever. What's it been like for you to be able to go through that whole process? And now you're, and you're going to be moving in there, too, with the office that you're working in right, currently. Right, right. It, it's amazing, and I'll tell you um, – 
one con conversation that uh, that we had with a student early on is a student was a freshman at Auburn, no friends, came from out of state. Jeremy, as, this, this is not I about did. you. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> came, came from out of state, and private. he said, I went to the first day of class, and I walked out of that classroom, and I said, now what? What do you do? You go back to your apartment. You go back to... You go sit across campus somewhere. Grab a bag of combos and hope for the best. <laughs> so we realized that we needed a center for students. I mean, this this center, this Brown Copel uh, Student Achievement Center, will be the center of the world for engineering students at Auburn. And it's going to be a beacon at night. We have bright lights in it. We expect students to be in there until 2 or 3 o'clock at night studying. And maybe some days uh, all-nighters. Uh, but it's uh, it's really will be the center of their life in engineering, and and it's in the center of the campus, so that works out pretty well. Absolutely. When you're out fundraising, doing right. your thing these days, what's some of the 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 aspect of what's going on at the college that that donors, that alumni, that corporate partners seem to be the most excited about when you're telling them when you're talking about all the things that are going on uh, here. What's the thing they're like, really? Tell me more. I, I think it's interesting uh, when you look at the number of companies now that are seeking out Auburn for the engineering expertise. Companies, well, I can name 15 of them that came to campus this year with a staff of 10 to 15 recruiters intending to hire 20 to 35 to 49 engineering graduates, some of them coming with offers in hand and students calling their moms and saying, I have a job. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and part of, uh, part of this, and I mentioned you moving into the building, uh, we have the newly established Career Development and Corporate Relations Office right. that you're helping right. up and establish. You know, in the past, that was very bare-bones office, uh, yes. really one-person man that was helping students go with – um, help them go over the resumes, trying to connect companies when they get here. Uh, we just didn't have the manpower. Uh, and now not only do are we getting the manpower, we've got the space. Um, how is this going to change the game for students? And then, like you say, for companies who want to come in here and get direct access to students so that they can get the best and the brightest. In the past, companies would come to Auburn to engineering and say, where do I go to talk to mechanical engineers or electrical or industrial or whatever? Now we're a one-stop shop. You know, you come in if you want co-ops, you want interns, you want graduate students, you want a graduating engineer, uh, and, and we'll set up meetings that companies come in. We have a day with the professors, uh, the chairs of departments, and a day with, uh, with students. And uh, companies are finding out uh, that Auburn is the place they want to come. Many companies now are saying Auburn's number one or two in our list of universities that we come to recruit engineers. Well, it's changed the life of engineering students. Absolutely, absolutely. What's the next big goal? We had we had a billion because this is Auburn. Are there are there talks? Are there whispers? A trillion? <laughs> don't, no, don't know. That's that's uh, that's someone else doing that. Not because me. this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, but you get, right. you got to think. I mean, Dream if big. we if we did a billion, 
you know, at some point in time, you got to look up, well, why can't we do it again? <laughs> well, you, you have to. I mean, you have to do, what, two, three? Yeah. Well, Ed, keep, you're keep also, uh, like a lot of us, you're also a big sports fan. Talk about what this past year was like, uh, getting to see what the basketball team Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. <laughs> baseball way, team, Coach baseball Butch. Baseball team, Butch uh, Thompson. You know, great, just, great, great, great. It's, it's fun. To, and football, we've got to step up this year. Yep, they got to keep yep, the train rolling, right? Yep, yep. That's true. I mean, and we'll do it. You were here, you were here during some good years. Uh, we were Sullivan and we Beasley. were. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. that's right. Yeah, we had some fun times. What was the? What's we the, weren't big basketball school then like we are today, but right. What's the game you remember the most from back back then? Uh, a game that I missed part of. We went to Georgia and I went mm. to get. Uh, cokes for my now wife and myself <laughs> at the start of the game and came back and we'd already scored two touchdowns between <laughs> Sullivan and Beasley. You know, it's just fun. Yeah, just just incredible. You met, yeah. you mentioned your better half, Becky. Yeah. Uh, in, in addition to you giving back of your time and your service to here at the college, uh, you guys also give back uh, in terms of scholarships. Why? Um because when our children, we lived in Texas and California, when they came to Auburn, um, Auburn didn't have the funding to provide them scholarships that other schools did. And uh, we didn't think that was right. We thought Auburn was better than, than the money they had to provide scholarships. And the thing is, so, and now we are. I was about yeah. to say, and, and then... You know, fast forward in, in uh, the role you served in development, there's no telling the amount of scholarships that we're going to be able to give for yeah. years and years and years. Uh, that's going to change lives. It's going to change the world because these students right. are going to go out uh, and they're going to go out and change the world. And they might not have had that opportunity if it wasn't for right. uh, alumni like you who are right. giving back. So that, that's awesome. Really, Becky, uh, Becky was the one that pushed for us to do scholarships. She pushes you a lot, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I've so seen it. I can vouch for that. Y'all met here. Yeah, we did. Okay. How'd you meet? Uh, blind date. First week we were, she was here. I don't read. I've said she's here. blind for a long time, <laughs> being with you. you know? where'd, where'd, uh, where'd you go? Where was I it? I know. Uh, where did we go yeah, on the was, first yeah, date? It was, it was someplace that was very inexpensive. I could date that because I had no Sandy money. Freeze. <laughs> got you some ice cream. Probably so. But anyway, yeah. Becky, Becky was the one. She said, well, our, our children probably deserve better scholarships than Auburn could give. And, and, you know, you're always inclined then to go elsewhere. But uh, this is our passion. Auburn's our passion. And we wanted our children to come to Auburn. All three did. Um, and we funded it. Uh, but we realize that there are probably a lot of students throughout the world, throughout uh, the U.S., that would come to Auburn that couldn't come to Auburn because Auburn couldn't provide the scholarship funding. Sure. So we decided to be a small part of helping change that. Well, thanks so much for that and uh, for everything you've done in your, your history, your career here, your service. And uh, thanks so much for joining us yeah, today. Thank this you. has been great. Enjoyed it at War Eagle. Team War Eagle. Combos. <laughs>